Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, we roll along here, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam packed. We still have not gotten to uh, revenge in fantasy football is a, de- a dish best served ice cold. But speaking of revenge, you know someone who I think I sometimes use the term uh, scorched earth tours. I like using that on Get Up, and I've been kind of right on most of them that I predicted. I said Aaron Rodgers was going to go on a scorched earth tour after the Packers drafted the kid Jordan Love behind him, and Rodgers has won back-to-back MVPs. We've called for a few of them in the past. I think LeBron James might go on a scorched earth tour. I think LeBron has some reminding of people to do. So if you are following this, or maybe more to the point, if you're not following this, let me point out for you that we at ESPN are releasing our NBA rank. So we put together a panel, over 200 reporters, editors, producers, and analysts, people who know the NBA backwards and forwards, and ask them to rank players based on their predicted contributions for the upcoming season. And they are announcing them uh, sporadically, right? We we listed the top 100, I think, players in total. And today I received 10 through 6. So one through five has not yet been released. So the top five players in the NBA have not yet been released. But what was in my email today was that Kevin Durant came in at number eight and LeBron James came in at number six. Six. LeBron James is now deemed the sixth best player in the NBA. Now, they haven't announced the top five players, but there are five who are missing. You, you don't have to be a genius to figure out who the five are if you want to. We don't know the order, but the five are going to be Giannis, Jokic, Luka, Steph, and Joel Embiid. Those are going to be the five. So those five players are better than LeBron James. And here's what I will say to that. What exactly is it you're looking for? If you're looking for season-long contribution then you're not going to get an argument out of me. But that's not what I look for in a player. What I'm looking for in a player is which player being on my team gives me the best chance of winning the championship. There's only one objective any team that has any of these guys on it has, and that is winning a title. And I would argue that LeBron James is definitively higher on this list if that is your criteria. And again, to me, that is the only criteria worth having. So before anyone gives me a skeptical response, let me ask you a question, Hembo. Mm. If your goal is to win the championship this coming year, and I said you could either start a team with Nikola Jokic or LeBron James, which would you choose? Nikola Jokic. You're out of your mind. If I told you your goal is to win a championship this year and you could start a team with either Luka Doncic or LeBron James, who would you choose? Luka Doncic. You're out of your mind. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. You have no problem with the five names that are ahead of LeBron. I have no problem. Jason Tatum is also ahead of Kevin Durant. You have no problem with LeBron and KD being as low on this list as they are. No. The question was, which player will be better this season? we're, We're forecasting what's going to happen. Those players are aging, and those players both have massive question marks around them. We're projecting things forward. LeBron James, the Lakers were outscored when LeBron James was on the floor last season. He and KD are still going to put up numbers, but using your criteria to win a championship, 
I don't think the Lakers have any shot. I think the, Net, the Nets are a much further long shot, shot than, say, consensus thinks. Okay. If you took Luka Doncic off the Mavericks and put LeBron James in, do they get worse? Yes. Their chances of winning a championship get worse? Their chances of winning a championship get worse. See, the only players that I would say that about that are on this list right now are Giannis and Steph. Those would be the two. Because what Steph does is so singular. It's so unique. He's so incredibly valuable based on what he does. And then Giannis is the best player. Giannis is top to bottom the best player. He does everything for that team. And again, I think he would be the two-time defending NBA champion right now if, if he had not lost his most valuable teammate during the playoffs. Nuno, you have any issue with LeBron being six? I do. Because I think you could, you could put I okay with Giannis and Steph ahead of them, um, but Embiid and Jokic, I still would take LeBron. If if based upon your question, you're starting a team, one player to win a championship, I'm taking LeBron over those guys because LeBron's getting dinged for the fact that the Lakers that roster is a complete and utter mess. Yep. like that's what he's getting dinged for. But when I when you're talking about best players in the league, there are not. Five, five better, and in uh, KD's uh, you know point, uh, eight better are players than these two players. Th- that's what I think. And, and again, I'm not talking about who has the best chance of winning the championship this year because okay. LeBron James mm-hmm. is playing for a franchise that sold their soul to win one title and they won it. And he's running his running mate, Anthony Davis, is never healthy. So I'm not saying he has a better chance of winning this year's championship than these five guys. But what I am saying is that's not his fault. You could put him on a team, and in the playoffs, I believe he gives you a better chance to win every single game he plays. Now, this may not be the criteria for this list. We're talking about season-long, contribution, all. I get it. I'm not upset that he is where he is on this list. I'm saying that in the way I would judge this thing by what matters, I was not, I did not vote in this. But if I had, I would have put LeBron higher. LeBron James is 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, he is not at a point, based upon all the history we have, that he's going to be able to perform at a top five level. What 37-year-old in NBA history has ever been top five in any season? Well, I mean, I hear you, but what quarterback has ever done what Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and these guys are doing? Athletes, because of the, the, uh, the things that are available to them now in the ways of training and nutrition and everything else, the way they take care of their bodies, the way this guy in particular, LeBron, takes care of his body, he's not 37 in the way players were 37 in previous generations. So I think you have to equate him to someone, like I grew up watching basketball in the 70s. I think by the standards of 70s basketball, LeBron is like 28. By the 80s, He's 30. By the 90s, he's 32. And by a generation ago, he's 33 or 34. He is right at the end, but still in the window where he can be a dominant player. So what regression would you need to see from him to the point where you'd say he's no longer a top five player? Because I think we saw some of it last year. I don't know. I mean, I was in the building when they played Golden State on that Saturday night on ABC, and he scored whatever. What did he score that night? 40-something points, and he was unbelievable. He's also much less available than he used to be. But not in the count, playoffs, he wouldn't be. They just didn't make they the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. No, I understand that. But I'm telling you that to win the championship, you have to be in the playoffs. I get it. That's why these guys all do belong on the list ahead of him. But what I'm saying is when I get there, in the games that matter the most, I'll take that guy on my team, and you can have Jokic, Embiid, or 
Luca. I'm not 100 sure about Luca. Luca just beat Luka. the Phoenix Suns by himself. They yeah. won 65 games, dude. But they had a bunch of problems. I, I think there was some stuff yeah, going Luka. on there. Yeah, yeah. No, look, Luca's special. He's the one that I would be the most hesitant okay. to not have ahead of him now. So he and, and LeBron Bede would be a lot. So, so right now for you, it's it's only Steph and Giannis and LeBron and Steph. Excuse me, and then LeBron and, and Luca would be there for number three and KD. I think we're totally selling short Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has one fatal flaw, and that is he chooses the wrong things. He chooses the wrong people, his decision-making, not who he doesn't pass to. Now, I'm not talking about on the floor. You know what I'm talking about. Did you about. watch him play the Celtics in the playoffs last year? He was Look, that team was so dysfunctional, so out of it, so completely checked out. First of all, they should have won game one. That's an entirely different series if they win game one. They get beat on an uncontested layup with one-tenth of a second left. The whole series turns on that. Kyrie Irving. They got swept. God knows where he is. <laughs> Kyrie, God knows where Kyrie Irving is. And I think Kevin Durant recognized it, and he was like, "We are. We. This is checkmate. I want out of here." So Kevin Durant is a great player. So he's the, a ridiculously great player. So he's just a victim of circumstance. There, we're not going to put any. He of the created blame on the him. circumstance. I put all the blame on him. He created the circumstance that destroyed him. But he is still that good. You put him in the right circumstance. You tell me right now, mm-hmm. you're trying to win a championship. And you, 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 again, I'm not starting in September, although in the case of Embiid, you might start in September because of the injury history. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, 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 your only goal is to win a championship. You could either have Joel Embiid or Kevin Durant on your team. You would take Embiid? For the upcoming season, I would take Embiid. Okay. Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong because I don't have incontrovertible evidence that you're wrong, but I think you're wrong. He and LeBron James, KD and LeBron James, are still inarguably top 10 players. This is a very high bar to clear, but in some sense, they are still living off of their own well-deserved reputation. It could be possible that there could be five better players than them, and that'd be okay. Jokic, again, we don't know the order. So let's guess the order. I think the order is going to be Giannis 1, Luka 2, Steph 3, and beat for Jokic five. One or the other. Jokic just won back-to-back yeah, MVPs. Jokic beat him for the MVP, so maybe they go Jokic. I think Jokic... Do you think Steph will be ahead of Luka? No. You do not? No, I got Giannis one, Luka two, Steph three. After Steph's playoff performance? If I had to guess... Again, I'm not telling you what I would do. Uh-huh. I'm telling you what I think it's going to be. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be Giannis one, Luka two, Steph three. And then Jokic and Embiid four or five. I don't know the order. Then we know LeBron is six, Tatum is seven, KD is eight. Look, it's interesting stuff, and I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, we'll be back this year. The crew is back to do NBA Countdown for you, and our season starts in a couple of weeks, and, and you know, we'll be talking about it here, and I'm excited to get it going, and, I, and, and I'm happy to be having the conversation. Let's see. I, I think LeBron and the Lakers, they might have a little something more in the hopper than most people are expecting hmm. this year. That's just a guess. Maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Coming up, I went to sleep last night before an abject disgrace took place, but it needs to be discussed, and it will be next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. 
Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance and by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. <clears throat> right now, we got a dead heat on today's question of the day. I gave you four teams that are more than a field goal underdogs. Jets at home against the Bengals. Dolphins at home against the Bills. Lions at Minnesota. Steelers at Browns tonight. We got a flat-footed tie right now amongst two of those teams you can tilt it. 25 minutes to go. Cast your vote. Log on to my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny and cast your vote. Meantime, I have another question of the day, and this one comes from a green light. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light. with Greeny. Did they walk Aaron Judge on four pitches last night in a nine-run game? Did that actually happen? I will confess, as was the case the night before, I went to sleep before Judge's final at bat of the night. I want to see history made, but I need to get some sleep for crying out loud and getting old. So I saw, I want to say three at bat. I saw both doubles. I think that might be it. I think I may have seen one more. They're killing the Pirates. They hit a grand slam in the first inning. I mean, this game was over before it started. But everyone is there. Everyone on planet Earth. Every time he comes up, you hear Michael Kay, the announcer on Yes!, say, and we welcome all of you across the country who are joining us to Yes, the Yes Network. I'm Michael Kay, and this is David Cohn, and this is Paul O'Neill, and this is Meredith Morakovitz, and we're here doing this the enormous game because the whole country is tuning in to see Aaron Judge. And in, was it the eighth inning? The eighth inning. Of a nine-run game, did they throw him three change-ups and a curveball and walk him on four pitches? Yes, the sequence was change-up, 
ball, curveball, ball, change up, ball, change up, ball. Is that a disgrace? I mean, is that look? I'm in no way am I suggesting they should be grooving a pitch to Aaron Judge, but at three on a three and zero count in a nine run game in the eighth inning, you don't throw a fastball. Throw one, throw a freaking fastball, and if he hits it out, he hits it out. You, at some point, this is an entertainment product. Baseball is not a game. It's a product. The reason that Rob Manfred has made all these changes to over the ridiculous complaints of players and traditionalists who don't get it is because that this is not a game we're talking about. You love baseball because it's a game, but the reality is it has long since ceased to be a game. It's a game when kids play it. What they're doing is a product, and no one, no one, not one person, the people watching in Pittsburgh, the other pirates in the dugout, (laughs) didn't show up there last night to see them throw three change-ups and a curveball in a nine-run game. First of all, you're 40 games under 500 anyway, but I will never criticize a team for trying to win. If you have a chance to win, this is the part of the game that you're always telling me it's bad sportsmanship to continue to try. Mm-hmm. It's a nine-run game in the eighth. If one of the Yankees had stolen a base, would have they would have thrown at him. <laughs> yeah. They would have beamed Aaron Judge if one of the Yankees had stolen a base. But you're pitching him carefully? What the actual heck are we doing am i wrong or no. is that a freaking disgrace no what the Pi- pirates did last night in that game in the eighth inning is disrespectful it's disrespectful when you always hear people say respect the game right like don't don't steal the base when you're up nine runs i understand pitching around aaron judge in a high leverage moment or not throwing him a fastball in a high leverage moment but to throw him four off speed pitches in a nine run game in the eighth inning is disrespecting the game of baseball have you ever heard of the person eric stout yeah of course who was that? I don't know. Tell me who he is. He was the guy that pitched last night. Oh, right. This would be the best moment of his career if Aaron Judge hit 61 off of him. The okay. best moment. See, now you went too far. See, you went too far. There's the pitch by Downing. Yeah, no, I understand that. So what you're suggesting is that Stout could have his name in there for the, <laughs> until the end of time. No, who was I thinking of? Who is, who is, whose name sounds enough like Eric Stout that I immediately <laughs> assumed I that I knew who you were talking about. I don't about. know. Mike Trout? <laughs> no. He's no. A, Greeny, have you heard of Mike Trout? <laughs> no. Was there a quarterback name? Wasn't there a quarterback named Eric? Eric Couch? No, no, Tim no, no. Tim Couch. The there was a quarterback named Stout. Let me see. Who is the quarterback named Stout? Jordan Stout? No. He's a punter. Mark Stout? Mike Stout. Mark? Mark? Was it Mark or Mike? Who's Mark Stout? There was a quarterback whose last name was spelled S-T-O-U-D-T. Oh, O-U-D-T. I, th- I believe so. Stand by. Look that up. I'm, Cliff Stout. I, as God is my witness, I thought I knew who you were Cliff talking Stout. about. He, 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 Cliff Stout. That's who I'm Quarterback for Pittsburgh. Right. He was a quarterback <laughs> for the Steelers. Uh, if, if that's Eric's dad, that would be wild. Stand okay. by. I don't know the answer one way or the other. But Cliff Stout was at one time the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, having said that, go back to this. Mm. I don't think that this kid should be trying to give up the home run again. But you, you, you throw a fastball because that's the, what this, the game. You don't act scared that the guy might hit his 61st home run against you. That's my point. They, he, they pitch that at bat as though, well, no matter what happens, we're not letting this guy hit his 61st home run here. And that's not what anyone wants. That's literally not one person wants to see. I actually looked it up for you. There have been 6,667 3-0 pitches thrown this season. Only 86 of those 
have been change-ups. Only 40 of those have been change-ups out of the zone. It's a 1 in 200 occurrence. It practically never happens. It's a disrespectful. Yes, and people are booing like crazy and 100% understandably Mm -hmm. so. And the fans are streaming for the exits as soon as it's over. And so they didn't get a chance to see another three-run home run. The same kid, Stout, gave up the three-run home run? Stout gave up the home run. Good. Because, I mean, that is just... (laughs) just, And so now that's a home run that goes against his ERA and no one gives a damn about it. So to your point, he he didn't make history and he still got shellacked, which was richly deserved. And one of those runs was a runner that was put on base under ridiculous circumstances so that real that just you know what what are we doing here people i'm sitting up here tr- fighting like crazy for your sport i got people calling me up saying hey greenie i can't believe you spent two hours on baseball yesterday a freaking guy hit his 60th home run i'm fighting with everything i've got to try and and bring some light to this thing and you're throwing three change-ups and a curveball to aaron judge in a nine-run game in the eighth inning <laughs> Is that a joke? Like, I mean, when I woke up this morning and I saw that he had walked and like, I knew that he hadn't hit. The second my alarm goes off, I pick up the phone, I look at it. The day before, I had, I want to say it was 104 emails. <laughs> Yesterday, or this morning, I woke up, I had like 42, like my normal number. Like, I knew he hadn't hit the home run. Because if he had hit his 61st home run, we'd be talking about it. But it was not until I'm in the car on my way in, and I can really look carefully at some of the notes that I found out that this happened. Let me ask you a question, though, because the context might be different. Go. Because the Yankees are now going to play four games against their arch rival. Four games against the Boston Red Sox. Right. Alex Kors is the Red Sox manager. They're out of it. Are you telling your pitchers, I don't want Aaron Judge hitting these historic home runs against us, so pitch against him at all costs? No, I don't think so. I really hope not. Now, look, Alex Cora... You, you, the respect you have for the game is to try and win the game. If he comes up with a runner on second and a close game in the seventh inning, then yes, you put him on. Mm-hmm. Because he's, not only is he their best hitter, he's the best hitter in the world. But if he comes up in that situation with one out in the eighth inning and you're losing 11-4 to four or you're winning 11-4, to four, pitch to him for crying out loud. Try and get him out. Don't throw one down the middle of the plate and let him hit the home run. Try and get him out. And then whatever happens, happens. And if he hits the home run, he hits the home run. But that's the game. That's, that's the sport. That's what we're doing here. Nuno and Baba, do either of you think I'm wrong? No. So two quick things. And Judge being the, the great guy that he is, he was like, oh, he was making some competitive pitches. All right, pitches. calm down. We don't need <laughs> that. Right? Like, um, you know, but here, I have a solution for this. Because Dow thought that some of those pitches were close. The umpire needs to take it upon himself to at least call one of those pitches a strike to actually make this guy feel like, oh, I have an opportunity this bat at bat, and then he actually throws him something to hit. See, I think it's the opposite. I think the up is calling those balls so he has to throw a fastball. I think if if the umpire is is jerry-rigging the situation in any direction, he's doing it so that he gets to a 3-0 count. He got to a 3-0 count! Yeah, that'd be a disservice to Judge if he's calling out a strike. If it's way outside of the strike zone, that's hurting Judge. in 50 years of baseball on 3-0, and you throw the ball down I mean, the I know Judge is such plate. a nice guy. I think at one point he was facing a 3-0 and count in the game two nights ago, and Paul O'Neill and David Cohn were laughing like, you think he's got the green light here? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know, and Judge game. has been swinging early in the counts. Like, yes. he, he swung at the first pitch of the game. That was a joke. Stout? 
Stout. Stout. Eric Stout. I prefer Cliff. Mm. I'm a much bigger fan of Cliff, Cliff Stout. Cliff Stout. All right, as we continue, I will finally get to something that I have been wanting to do all morning long, um, which is tell you the single funniest story about revenge and fantasy football you will ever hear. That is, as we continue live from the Seaport District to Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. I am Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. And, And something that we had at the very beginning of the show, news that literally broke right as we were starting... Um, is that Woj is reporting that Ime Udoka, the coach of the Celtics, is uh, most likely, what's the word that he used, Uh, expected to be suspended for the entire year. And the question that Hembo brought up, I'm sure a lot of people thought of this, but the idiot that I am, I'm not one of them, until you said it, was does Brad Stevens make himself the coach in Boston? It's a really interesting decision he has because their number one assistant – left to go to Utah. So Udoka himself was once the number one assistant. He was a big assistant, particularly in San Antonio. So he was a product of all of that. We know there were guys who were always, like we all know they're the next in line. Like everyone in the league, the people in the know knew that Ime Udoka was a guy who looked like he was about to become an NBA head coach, and he became one. And he had just an unbelievable first year and took his team to the finals. And he had one of those guys on his bench But that guy went with Danny Ainge to Utah, is now in Utah with Danny Ainge. So they don't have the coach in waiting to fill in, except that their general manager is that. He was the coach, not of a team, but of this team not that long ago. So it does bring up now, envision for me the conversation we're going to have. All right. I'm Jalen Brown. Okay. You're Brad Stevens. Okay. Everyone knows that you tried to trade me for Kevin Durant this summer, and it didn't work. Now, not only are you trying to mend fences in our current relationship, but you want to become my head coach. What's the first thing you say to me? Well, I don't know what the first thing is you say to me, but we both have the same objective, and it's to win the championship. 
And there's a much better chance of us doing that if I'm coaching rather than Joe Mazzulla. I mean, this is the NBA. These pe- people move around like crazy all the time. Kevin Durant asked Steve Nash to get fired and is going to play for him this year. Like, this is just the way of the world in the NBA, huh? Yeah, because someone had to step in on that. And the owner basically just wasn't going to have yeah. it. I, it's a really interesting topic. And I, I really like this subject. The circumstances of it are awful, obviously. You feel terrible that this is the reason that it is out there, that this is happening. But putting that aside, and just this is a team that, as Hembo told us, is currently the favorite in Vegas to win the NBA championship and will now likely play the season without their coach. Very interested to see what happens. We continue in 15 seconds. I'm Greeny, and we're rolling along and having some fun on this Thursday with the NFL season kicking off, or excuse me, the NFL weekend kicking off tonight with a good one, and then Saturday night, we have college football here on ESPN Radio, Wisconsin-Ohio State, brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage. With the best loan originators in the game, Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. It's an equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. All right, next order of business. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. All right, so I hit two different sounders there, and they were both the wrong ones. Um, I meant to hit something I just want you to know. It's not one I use often. And so I haven't memorized where on my screen here it is. So I started by hitting, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. And I was able to stop it quickly enough that then I then hit the other just one. Just going to sit back. That's also wrong. So what I meant to hit was, just want you to know. So there's something I just want you to know. Let's pretend I did that a little more smoothly than I just did. So have you ever been in a relationship that you were concerned about severing because you were afraid of the potential repercussions. Here's a story of someone who should have been. Now, I am the product. I've been married 25 years. The world is so different now. So when I first got married, we didn't worry about things like, does she know all of my passwords? (laughs) Because we didn't have passwords. (laughs) And you don't know yours anyway. (laughs) Uh, That's correct. She may know my passwords. I know I don't. I have a group of people whose job it is to know my passwords for thing. And delightfully, my phone recognizes my face. And that gets me into some of my apps that, you know, every once in a while, if there's an app you haven't used for a while, it will tell you you need to log in again. Uh Uh-huh. That's a bad day for me. I hate when that happens. The only time I can make that work is I say, oh, please let it be one of those that will take my face. You know, because you got to put in your email and then it wants your password. And you're face. like, I have no idea what my password is. But will it say face? Whatever little words come up down there. Like, you know, when it's asking you for your face and then it'll see my face and then it'll put me in and it'll have all my login information for me. That's a great moment in life. But anyway, I digress. If you are going, if you are in a relationship with someone and you're going to break up with that someone and you know that someone's not going to take it well, you better be sure you change your passwords ahead of time, even on things that don't seem that important. Not just your banking information and other things like that. I'm going to tell you a story about a woman. This is from Sports Illustrated who got revenge on her ex-boyfriend by destroying his fantasy football team. This is what happened. One guy broke up 
with his girlfriend. His now ex-girlfriend noticed that she was still signed into his ESPN account. And since he treated her poorly, her words, she decided to get her revenge. The ex-girlfriend went into her ex's fantasy football team and began dropping the players he drafted and then replacing them with players (laughs) who were free agents. I'm now going to read to you this guy's fantasy team as compiled by his ex-girlfriend. His quarterback is Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) (laughs) his tight end is rob gronkowski (laughs) his most expensive wide receiver is larry fitzgerald his other wide receiver is is this Keelan Cole? Keenan Cole? Is Keelan it Keenan or Keelan Cole? Keelan, uh, there is. I know there is a Keelan Cole, or at least there was a Keelan Cole. He, he, Keelan Min- Cole. He has zero points on the season so far. Is he on an active roster? <laughs> he is not. Okay, so that's why he's on this guy's fantasy team. It looks to me like she left. Is it Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake. Is that who K Drake is? It is. He got one point three points last week. <laughs> and then which running back is D Johnson? I'm it's, not even sure who is that, that Duke? is. Is it Duke, Duke Johnson? Johnson? Duke Johnson. So this guy's fantasy team scored a combined total <laughs> of 1.3 points last week because his girlfriend swapped out all of his good players. Now that <laughs> is one of the great revenge stories I've ever heard in my life because it is, it is something that it's certainly not illegal. It's not, you would never encourage someone to steal someone's money or anything like that. That obviously would be a horrible thing to do, regardless of how poorly he had treated you in the breakup. But I do think that this feels like an outstanding tit for tat. You know what I mean? Like you did this to me. I'm going to, I'm going to make Colin Kaepernick the starting quarterback on your fantasy <laughs> football team. What do we think of this, Hembo? I, what I love is not just that she dropped all of his players. It's that she selected some of the best alternatives. Right. Three famously retired players. <laughs> like, so she has football knowledge, right? And it seems that she probably did this. Who knows? Maybe she thought her boyfriend was spending too much time on fantasy. Or maybe there's a lot of money at stake, potentially. Like, it is an all-time great troll for any number of reasons. But Kaepernick, Larry Fitzgerald, and Gronk is icing on the cake. Yes. Let, the rec- let me just merely correct you briefly. Larry Fitzgerald has not officially retired. Rob Gronkowski has. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, she actually picked a player who has been blackballed from the NFL. <laughs> like, she, she didn't just pick a retired. Like, she could have picked. Dan Marino Calvin Ridley. wanted to. There are a lot of retired... The Calvin Ridley would have been inspired. That's who she's missing. Yeah, she's missing Calvin she's Ridley. She's missing Calvin Ridley. That would be great. She needs to pick up Mike Evans this week. Like, she needs to go sign Mike Evans just for this week when he is suspended and then drop him next week. Like, she, that, should, that would be a great punishment, actually, would be that someone else gets to run your fantasy team and purposely tank it, and you have to watch. Oh. You have to sit idly by and watch it happen, and they do it as creatively as they can. You're correct. There is no more creative way 
of trolling a guy's fantasy team than making Kaepernick his quarterback. Oh, you could make any non you could, any player who's obviously not playing. Like you could pick the, the the guy who's on the practice. Clayton Thorson is on someone's <laughs> roster right now. He was Northwestern's quarterback. He's not going to get you any points. But picking Kaepernick is a particularly spectacular I'm, way I'm of doing research. it. If if this is the only if. If, if this is the only instance in which Kaepernick has been added to any ESPN, it's an ESPN league, so he might he might literally I'm be checking. the only team. Why would anyone else have him he's on sta- their team? Starting him, like, he's starting. He's not there in solidarity. He's starting. Wait, wait, Nuno and Bubba, do either of you have a problem with this? A problem with it? No, it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Okay, yeah, fair I enough. Mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I think- now let me ask you a different question. You are an unmarried and unattached man. Right, Bubba. Right. You, you. I mean, you're not. Uh, you're not married. You right. don't, to my knowledge, have a serious relationship of any kind. Right. So, so I ask you an honest question: Does anyone know your passwords? Um, no, I don't think so. Because there another human being who right now could log into your phone. So you're all, just your phone. It's not even. Is that even considered a password? Like you have a code, a security code to log into your phone. Most people have them in order to have. Certain software on my phone, like from ESPN, I have to have one. They won't let you have it if you don't, if it's not, you're able to lock it, right? Is that the term we would use for this? Lock it? Yes. Like a lock? But the, the face works as an alternative for that. My face? Yeah. But your right. face doesn't work like that on my phone. No, but I actually am worried about that about my daughter's. Meaning? Meaning they're identical. They can open each other's phones. Oh, yes. Stace and Sean can do it. My wife and her sister can open each other's phones. Really? Yes. So it's not that exact. It's just... No, it's ridiculously exact. They're identical twins. They look exactly <laughs> yeah. the same. Uh, I think it's working perfectly. They have the same DNA. Wow. They have the same fingerprints. Identical twins. I can't believe I have to teach you this. You just had them. You're going to have to explain this someday to Michelle and the other one. That they are... They, they are so the, do you know the difference between identical and fraternal twins? Yes, I know the difference. Do you? It's yeah. not obvious to me that you do. Yes. No, I know that one look exactly the same. No, that's not the difference. <laughs> The difference, do you honestly not know how you get fraternal twins and how you get identical twins? I mean, twins I know how I got twins. No, 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 that's not what I'm asking Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you get them, in that regard, the same way. But do you know, like, they know if these twins are fraternal or identical before they look at them and say, boy, they really look alike. I honestly don't know. That's I, terrible I to me that you know. don't know that. Look, I'm just along for the ride here. Okay. I'm going to explain this to you very quickly. Mm. Identical twins, no, fraternal twins are two. Are you aware that a, a woman inside of her has eggs? Yes. And they get fertilized. Yes. And, and you understand how that happens. Yeah, th- uh, and that fertilized egg is what eventually turns into your child. Right. Or in this case, two children. Fraternal twins are two eggs that get, fer- uh, that get fertilized. They're completely separate, which is to say they are merely siblings who are born at the same time. Mm. The very, very, very rare... Uh, identical twin is an egg that split. So there was a moment in time when your twins, Michelle and the other one, were were one egg, and it was and it split somehow. Mm. So their ex- their DNA is the same. Do we know how? I mean, it just happens. I guess I don't know. This happens, and that happens to be the one that got fertilized. So the point of it is that they they are identical. They're, they are not just identical looking. Like they are the same. They are they are they are two. They're facsimiles of each other. They were once one person, and now they're two people. Does this make sense to you? We just made a copy, essentially. I mean, they just made two of them at the same time instead of one of them. Yeah, I mean, yes. They... You did. I did. Yes, you did that. Uh, You have accomplished very few things of value in your life, but you did that. (laughs) 
So the point of it is, like, they could open each other's phones. They will be able to. I forgot where we were. So, so How we going got back to the beginning of the question, mm. Nuno, if something terrible were to happen to you and I needed to open your phone, is there a human being alive who could open your phone? Without holding it up to your unconscious face as you were lying on the ground. After a wedding. Would I have to, like, hold it up to your face, or is there someone who could say, oh, no, his code is 927-whatever? Not one person. Not a human being Not alive. a human being alive could If get you had to phone. tell someone, who would you trust? What one person would you tell that you, that's the ultimate level of trust? Who Dave would Rothenberg. you give your code to? <laughs> Who did Bubba say? <laughs> he said Rothenberg. No, <laughs> Dave Rothenberg. Actually, it's probably Liam Chapman. The you know I trust Whoa, the, uh, you know, the British guy. Liam Chapman. You were saying that there exclusively. The old Mike and Mike listeners will remember Liam um, and his drunken mother, Limes, and and Liam's mom. Are you are you saying that just to kiss up to your? No, boss? no, I know, I know, definitely not. No, like I pr- I probably would trust him. Out of like Why? a lot of other Why people. on earth of all the people in, are you much closer to Liam than I'm aware of? Great relationship, but yeah. What is the last time you and Liam spent time together outside of the building? <laughs> Hung out at the picnic recently? No, that was ago. a company picnic, to be <laughs> clear. That was not a picnic the two of you had together. There's the a entire lot of company com- had there's a, a lot picnic. of personal conversations and all that other stuff. There's, no, there's let a me bond. just be clear. There's a bond there there were them. thousands of people invited to a picnic at Lake Compounds, which is the, uh, they have it every single year. They have a, a company picnic around Labor Day at the huge amusement park, which is right across the street from ESPN in Bristol. And you're telling me that the extent of your socializing with the person you would select as the closest confidant in your life extends to you and he chatting at the company picnic. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about just a company picnic. There's, we've built a bond the last eight years and so forth. So I thought would be the guy. Have you ever eaten dinner with him? I have. At a non-work function? <laughs> <laughs> Have you met his children? I have met his children. At a non-work Yes, actually I have. Uh, did you meet them at the picnic when they were on the rides? Uh, I've met his wife before. Not at, at a the picnic. non-work function. And not at the picnic. At yep. a non-work function. Yes, it though. was a non-work function. What function? At what function did you meet Liam's wife? There was a, uh, a wedding a, from a co-worker. So you went, so, so that is a work function. No, it's not. Hold on. How is his wedding, a co-worker's so wedding a work function? Functionally speaking, that is a work no, function. The only reason you're both there is because you work with this person who got married. Whose wedding was it, by the way? Uh, Drew Brooks. Oh, I know Drew. Oh, Drew. Drew got married and didn't invite me? I'll take it up with Drew. See, this is the beauty of a show like this. We are having one conversation that has taken so many twists and turns. So now we are Brooksy, who was also the producer of Mike. Everyone at ESPN Radio worked on Mike and Mike at one point or another. He got married and didn't invite me. I don't have a problem with this. Last time we play golf together, I'll tell you that right now. So, all right. So, But anyway, the point of it is that... I don't even know what the point of it is. Why did we start talking about this? The fantasy football team. Oh, that's right. This woman drafted Colin Kaepernick <laughs> for her ex-boyfriend's <laughs> fantasy team. And I find that, in- I for one, find that incredibly That might make funny. the documentary. All right, be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper calling line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Okay, uh, again, KOD pick for tonight. Hashtag KOD. KOD. 
The kiss of death. I got the Steelers of the money line tonight. I like Pittsburgh. They're a four-point underdog. I like them to win straight up. Your votes on my Twitter poll, at ESPN Greeny. You believe that the likeliest underdog to win this weekend is the Lions. America, at least as uh, represented on my Twitter page, likes the Lions at Minnesota. We'll have another question later today, and we'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.